24-24 right now. She's obliterating the record. Alicia Barnall is about to four-peat. The only man in history to do it. Kara Goucher, she wanted to do this event. It was important to her. Here in Duluth, how sweet it is. Her arm raised in triumph. Welcome, everybody, to the Gearing Up for Grandma's podcast, brought to you by Essentia Health. I am Zach Schneider, the Marketing and PR Director here at Grandma's Marathon, and we're back this year with another round of Grambassadors for all of you to get to know and follow throughout your journey over the next several months to our race in June. These folks were selected from a pool of more than 100 applicants this year to be part of our team, and their role is quite simply to help us spread the word to help answer questions, and really just to help keep the drumbeat going ahead of Grandma's Marathon weekend. They all have slightly different backgrounds, different experiences, and different opinions to bring to our race, which is fantastic. And today we are joined by two of this year's Grand Ambassadors. They are Carrie Alioki and Rachel Barger. Both of you, thanks for joining us and welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having us. Yeah, we're excited to be here. We're going to get into our conversation, but first, let's hear a bit from both of you about your running backgrounds. When and how did you get started in running, and what's your experience been like from the time you started to where we are today, just several months ahead of the 2024 Grandma's Marathon weekend? Carrie, let's start with you. Well, this Grandma's will be my 10th Grandma's Marathon weekend participating in Duluth. I live over in Ashland, Wisconsin, but grew up just south of Duluth. So this really feels like a hometown race for me. I'm just on the other side of the lake. So it's kind of fun to train while seeing the lake all through the season, knowing that that's the race that we'll be running in June. I'm really excited for this Grandma's. I have uh, ran it uh, the half. This will be, I think, my eighth half. I've ran the full once. And I'm really excited to to train and get back into running. The best race I would have ever had in PR was the year of COVID. And so um, I'm really excited to get back to the course with my personal life having lightened up just a little bit throughout my running. I didn't, I didn't start running until I was an adult after I had kids. And it was more for me, something I could do for myself. I didn't have to join a team. It didn't matter, you know, how fast or how slow I was. And it was just a way for me to get, get out of the house and start taking care of myself a little bit. I got pretty busy when I went back to graduate school uh, for nurse practitioner. And that took a lot of my time, which you can hear a little about more from Rachel as well. And so that year I PR'd, I was so happy um, to, to run that race. And now I'm really excited to get back to maybe that pace on the actual course uh, this year. It's a fun family event for, for me. My uh, sister and brother-in-law and cousins and best friend have done it every year. They can, We camp at the deck. We stay in Canal Park, make a whole weekend of it. And so I'm really um, looking forward to uh, working with everybody and sharing why the course is so cool. And I'm uh, Rachel Barger, as we mentioned. Um, this will be my 13th Grandma's Weekend. I've run the 5K twice the half five times and the full five times. Um, I started running in, well, I come from a running family and more specifically a grandma's marathon family. Um, someone in my family has run grandma's almost since the beginning. Um, but I ran my first grandma's race, the 5k in 2011. And my first time on the full course was 2014 after my freshman year of college. And I've been going every year since 2014. Um, but as Carrie mentioned, <laughs> I am a nurse and I am in nurse practitioner school right now. So my schedule is a little crazy with work, school and everything else. 
Um, but I love grandma so much, so I will never miss a weekend. Um, this year I'm doing the half, which I haven't done since oh, virtual in 2020, I believe. So I'm excited to get back on the half course this year and see, um, like Carrie said, hopefully have a PR because I'm pretty sure my half PR was my first one. So hopefully finding time to train through all the craziness and yeah, I just love grandmas and can't wait to be back. Yeah, it's great to have both of you on uh, on this year's Grand Ambassador team. And we're here to talk about specifically the people toward the back of the pack. Um, there's a lot of excitement when it comes to races like ours about the winners and the Boston Marathon qualifiers. And last year we had Olympic trials qualifiers and, and those stories are so wonderful. But then comes what we call the, the citizen race. The, the, the people behind all the, the athletes that are sub three hours in the marathon and, and putting together all these record-breaking performances, which are so wonderful to see. But then comes one of my favorite parts of the day, which is the final 90 minutes at our finish line when people who have been out there for six, seven hours are still coming across the line and realizing that goal. Many of them for the first and some of them the only time that they'll do this. Uh, in their lives. And so this episode with the two of you is really for those people. Um, and Carrie, you said it right before we started here. We don't want those people to be discouraged from signing up for a marathon because they're going to be closer to a seven hour pace than they are a three hour pace. That's still, those are still people that we want to encourage to try it, to go through the training and to be there at the start line on race day. Absolutely. And I want to touch a little bit on something that Rachel and I both said. We both said we're excited to come to this race this year in PR. And I don't want that to discourage anybody either because our PRs are the citizen PRs. There are, they, we, I'm not a fast runner, but I get out there and I put one foot in front of the other and I just keep going from the beginning of the race to the end of the race. And so people who are on the fence about signing up because you're going to be at the back of the pack or part of the not fast elite run group, and you hear us who are just as excited to say we're going to PR, uh, that's really important to understand that our PRs aren't going to qualify us for something or specifically mine and not going to, you know, break any records and I'm not going to be at the top of my age group, but that's okay. I'm still finishing the race. And that back is just so supportive. And you might be back there for a couple of reasons. And first, you might be back there because you just don't have time in your life to train, but love the race world. My sister's a great example of that. This will probably be her fifth or sixth grandma's. She really doesn't train. Now, I'm not recommending that if you're a runner because you can get injured, but she does it for fun. She walks, she jogs, she eats the hot dogs, she has stops at all the stations, and she just has a blast. And no one back there cares. Then you might be someone like me who tries to train as much as she can. I'm terrible at stretching, but trying to get all the right things that a runner is supposed to be doing in the midst of working as a nurse practitioner, working as a nurse educator, raising kids in college, raising a first-year-old, uh, having a marriage, having friends. So trying to get all of those things in my life while um, combining that with my love for running means I'm just going to be in the back. And guess what? Still no one cares. No one back there is looking at you or judging you because you're back there. Rachel, what would you say to somebody who's maybe thinking they're going to be in that back of the pack, but still hasn't pulled the trigger because they're worried about uh, the stigma that so often surrounds running, that you have to be fast and you have to be this prototypical runner uh, to sign up for something like a marathon. 
Well, first, I want to say welcome to the party. Uh, I think the people in the back are so much fun. Um, everybody is so supportive. Everybody is so nice. I've met some amazing, amazing people in the back of the pack. You know, people that had just finished uh, chemo treatment and people that are coming back to running after having kids. And there's just such a supportive group. And it, it's just incredible. And then the second thing is my motto in running in general is whether you're first, last, or anywhere in the middle, the distance is the same. And when you cross that finish line, it doesn't matter what happened out on the course. What matters is you got yourself to that finish line. So I always like to say, keep that in mind. Even when you're discouraged out on the course, remember what you're about to do and how incredible that is. Because again, you're doing the same distance as as the person that won it, which is equally as amazing in, in my eyes. Um, and the third thing that I like to say as far as grandmas goes is even the fast runners who finish hours before me are so supportive. Um, I always like to tell this story, but in 2016, I had my worst marathon to date at grandma's. It was really hot that year. It was my worst year ever. Um, and I came in well over seven hours. It was a very, very slow race for me. And my my family says that's the race that I was raised from the dead because I was in the med tent at mile 13 and ended up finishing. But nevertheless, the roads were open back up and I had to cut through um, the malt shop line coming into Duluth. And there was a runner that <laughs> that had her metal and uh, blanket on that came and she put her arm around me and she walked with me for about a mile. And I was kind of embarrassed when she first came out of that line. But she said, you know what, you're about to do what I did. And it doesn't matter how long it took you, you're going to be a marathoner. And that was just like an incredible testament to runners and to grandma's marathon, how supportive everyone is. So I always like to say, no matter what happens out there, it's, it's all worth it when you cross the finish line, especially at grandma's. Yeah, it's really fun for us as a staff. And, and my primary role keeps me at the finish line on race day. And so we deal with the champions and the people that come through, which are inspiring stories in their own right. But I think for those of us on staff, the later in the day we get, we see more and more emotion from the people who are getting to that finish line because we know not only what it went into it that day, but what went into it over the last several months for people who aren't maybe traditional runners or haven't done a marathon before. It's really fun to see the emotion. Do you guys remember your first time finishing uh, a marathon? That's a, a moment that I would imagine sticks with you. No matter how many more you do after that, that's the moment that you remember, right? I have a picture of me at the finish line. The first marathon I ever did was grandma's marathon. And I have a, with my cousin and I have a picture at the finish line. We held up a sign that said one and done. And she signed up again this next year to run her marathon. And I'm in training for a marathon next year as well. So don't ever believe the runner when they say one and done. What is it about the marathon that makes you not be a one and done marathoner? Because we hear this story a lot. People that think I'm going to do just the one to say I've done it. And then I'm never going to come close to doing a marathon again. And those are the people that now I've done 10, 15, 20 in a row, and they're just hooked on it. So what was it for you from the time before you had done a marathon? If you can remember to now where it seems like both of you are pretty hooked on the sport and want to keep coming back, not just to grandma's, but to other races as well. I feel like I could go on and on about this, but I think the feeling is unmatched. I haven't found anything in my life that equals finishing a marathon. When you cross that finish line, all of your hard work, all of the hardships that you went through, it's all worth it. And I think that's what keeps me coming back over and over is just pushing your body to its limits and, and seeing the rewards because 
yeah, there's there's no other feeling like like crossing that finish line. Especially a community race, a community race like grandma's or any other 5k, 10k, half marathon, marathon, really the only person in your way of doing that is literally you. So I might obviously never make an Olympic trial team. I'm not going to make a competitive team in any other sport. I might not make, you know, the runway as a model, but the only thing stepping in your way of a race is literally you. It, it just, just doesn't matter how fast or slow you are, just getting out there and and going is so it's really your own headspace that gets in your way and just really finding a way to get beyond that um then you get that high you just like oh my gosh I can do this and there is definitely a runner's high that comes along with with racing and when you finish you literally are like I'm going to do that again and 30 seconds ago you're like I'm never even going to make the finish line and this is awful and then as soon as you're across you're like okay so when are we racing again yeah it's one of those things you guys both brought up the term PR personal record and personal is in that term. It's it's not necessarily about anybody else. Your PR is your PR and yours alone. And so when we talk to people, six hours might be your PR this year. And that's great. That means you shave time off what you did last time. Um, how much of this is just a personal, I want to use the word competition, but just a, a personal resolve to say, this is something that I want to do. It doesn't matter how fast I'm going to go. I just need to get to the finish line. And like you two were talking about earlier, continue to just get better. It doesn't matter if you're going to win, but continue to learn your lessons and do things differently and continue to get better. How much of it is just comes from within almost when it comes to marathoning. I think that's, that's all of it for me. <laughs> Um, you know, especially like we keep saying, we're not going to beat any records. We're not going to be making any teams, but just, just to know you did it and just to see what you did, you know, what you put yourself through is so incredible. And the other thing about that too, is obviously we're talking about time PRs, but my goal with my coach for grandma's last year, um, was to have a good time and to be tired when I crossed the finish line. Because I knew I wasn't going to be setting any records, but I wanted to make sure I left it all out on, out on the course. So I think no matter what your goal is, it's worthwhile. And it, it doesn't matter how long it takes you to get there either. So I like how you mentioned the word time. I was going to comment on when uh, Zach asked about getting better and, and training differently for the next time. Sometimes that doesn't mean getting faster. Obviously, the only measurement of the race is time. And I think that's important to look beyond just the time is, is that you finished. Um, but of course, your time is going to be what you're running against the next time. And I don't know that that's always important for me this time. My goal is just to run smarter meaning I should actually stretch. I've been in physical therapy since July because not stretching has run up, has caught up with me. And so now my goal this time is to do those things that help a runner protect their bodies and in the end will help them be a better runner. So my goal this time is to properly stretch, um, properly foam roll, properly do all those other things that help running. And in the end, that might help me change that measurable, which is the time in the end. But there's a lot of ways to measure success other than just did you PR or not? It, did I feel better this time than I ran last time is another way to measure it. You both mentioned earlier that, uh, Carrie, you're uh, a practicing nurse practitioner. Rachel, you're still in school. That story for me hits home very closely. My wife uh, still in school, Rachel, uh, to be a nurse practitioner. So she, uh, you and she are both on your way to being where Carrie is, which doesn't necessarily lighten up the, the workload, even though you're out of school, but 
My wife uh, did the marathon two years ago. Uh, she did the half marathon last year. We have a two-year-old daughter at home. So a lot of what you're talking about, I live through uh, every spring with my wife, who's trying to find the time to balance school and balance her work and balance our family time. And so one of the concepts that we've talked about with her, and I think bears repeating in, in this setting as well, is to give yourself some grace uh, in, in your life, right? The two of you have uh, clarified that you're not professional marathoners. This is a, a hobby. This is something that you enjoy. And sometimes I have to remind my wife that this is supposed to be fun. You know, if you need to take a day off in the spring to go to the lake with the family, it shouldn't mean the end of the world. You can still reach that finish line. Um, but sometimes you need a break too, uh, with, with everything else going on in your life. And I think we, sometimes we forget that because the marathon is such a, a daunting goal kind of looming there in June. Well, I also think it's important to for self-care, though. Uh, uh, I'm a nurse practitioner, but my full-time job is a nurse educator at a college here in Duluth, where I'm um, te teaching and training people who are not nurses to become nurses. And one of the most important concepts in nursing, there's many of them, of course, but the concept of self-care. From day one, we teach our nursing students that you have to take care of yourself. You can't take care of others if you're not taking care of yourself. And running is one of those things that you can go for five minutes and feel better or 10 minutes or a half hour or 45 minutes. And so for those of you who are busy and you don't even have to be a nurse, everybody's busy in every other areas of their life, whatever their careers, but finding that little slice of time to just get half a mile and it doesn't have to be always the five mile run, just get whatever you can in because you'll feel better. You'll feel better if you're just moving your body. And so taking care of yourself um, might mean that you're gonna train for a half marathon or it might just mean that you're getting out and keeping your body moving. Yeah, I completely agree um, with everything you just said. <laughs> but I also like that what you said about giving yourself grace, um, own personal story, but I actually have a test later today and I haven't ran in three days. And that's just what I had to do to, uh, to get through this time. And like Carrie said, it's not just unique to us as nurses and nurse practitioner students. It's everybody's busy. So yeah, definitely that self-care and definitely giving yourself grace is, is so important. So yeah, I like everything you guys said. So what would be the, the one thing that you could say to people? I, obviously, we're here to, to talk about grandma's marathon and to help promote the race, but we're also here just to give encouragement to people who may want to do our race or another uh, type of event in the future and just haven't pulled the trigger yet. So uh, hopefully there's people out there listening who are on the fence about participating in a grandma's marathon or something similar in the future. What would the two of you say to them? Maybe think back uh, to the years before you had first done your first marathon. What would you say to somebody in that position today? Specific to Grandma's Marathon, I would say if you're on the fence and you're really not sure this year, go watch. The reason I love Grandma's Marathon, obviously the course and the beauty of Northern Minnesota, but it is truly the crowd support. You have specific to the half marathon. If it, that first five miles is all along the lake, so it's pretty. But once you get up on that London Road, it's people from the beginning of that stretch all the way into the end. And we talk about us back of the pack runners. If you're going to be a back of the pack and and pull the trigger and sign up for that half marathon. Your back of the pack, remember, is going to be about the start of that full. So you are going to have crowd support from the very stretch of London Road all the way in. And it is so much 
fun. So if you're really on the fence and and thinking specifically about any race, just go watch it. Just go watch it and see how amazing the the crowds are and how fun the whole event looks. But specific to grandmas, if you're on the fence, just either go watch or just sign up because I'm telling you, the crowd support at this race is just amazing. I completely agree. (laughs) Obviously, we all love grandmas so much. And I think what I would say just in general is I can almost guarantee you that you're not going to regret it signing up for grandmas or another race. There's a reason that this is my 13th grandmas event. There's a reason that I run, you know, many other events as well. And it's because it's, it's worth it. And like we keep saying, even if you don't have the greatest time, finished time, you're going to have the best time out there. And I think that that makes it a hundred percent worth it every single time. And you have encouragement from the running community, which I think is really special. My next question was going to be, what do you find so special about Grandma's Marathon Weekend? We might have covered it, but is there anything else to tell people? You got you, The two of you have done it so many times and have done it from a different perspective. The staff and, and myself in particular can sit here and tell you what our favorite parts about Grandma's Marathon are, the community coming together, getting to see participants like you participate in their first and now their eighth and their tenth uh marathons as we get to know people who are here year after year but from a runner's perspective what is it about grandma's marathon that makes it different or makes it special compared to some other races that you've done there's so many things <laughs> that i can say about this i i think grandma's is different in every aspect the course is incredible uh, along the lake and through duluth it's just unmatched in my opinion the community of runners and spectators is so supportive and so, so friendly. I've run races that, you know, there's people supporting, but they're not necessarily as friendly. It seems like everybody's friends in Duluth. And I just think that overall vibe of the entire weekend from the expo, the spaghetti dinner, the race, the after party, especially the after party. That's a lot of fun in Duluth too. I think it's absolutely unmatched from any other event I've done. I don't think I can top what Rachel said and what I've already said about why I love Grandma's Marathon, but to pull in the back of the pack part of it again, I was just sharing with a patient yesterday about um, encouraging this patient to to move a little bit and uh, maybe to get in a pool or to go to a local walking track. Um, and this actual topic came up of of not being the fastest or the best or the um, you know most refined athlete. And I and I said, literally, no one else cares you're only fighting the battle in your head. So take the, what Rachel and and I and and Rachel specifically just ended with saying on how amazing the course is coupled with, if you're going to be at the back, it's the place to be in the back because nobody is judging you. Nobody cares what your pace is. And then you're going to have a good time doing it here in Duluth. And the longer you're out there, the more you get to enjoy the course too. So that's, that's something to keep in mind if you're going to be in the back of the pack. And you're doing something that not a lot of people in the world do. Uh, we get to see so many people come to Duluth uh, every June and, and complete the marathon, and it's fabulous. But when you compare it to how many people live in the United States and the world as a whole, not a lot of people do uh, what you're signing up to do in June. And that's something to consider as well, is that it's pretty special. Every person, no matter what the time is, every person across that finish line. And I think that's why it's so much fun later in the day to see the emotions uh, because it means so much to those people, even though they aren't competing for prize money or trophies or fame uh, like the people at the front of the pack. 
Yeah, and don't overthink it. L literally, it's you can get. I mean, running's easy. You can say you just need a pair of shoes and go. But but we all know that's not entirely true. Some of us like our GPS and our headphones. And what fuel do you use? And I mean, you could go on and on about all the the other things that I'm sure will be included in podcasts because that's very much a part of a runner too. Is all of those other things that that come along with running. But at the end of the day, if you're brand new and just want to jump in and start running, don't overthink it. Uh, I have another story of my other cousin who ran her very first grandma's last year. Um, didn't do a lot of training, and um, we were in the hotel that morning in Canal Park, and I was like, what 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 music are you going to listen to? And she was like, music. I, I don't have that. But like, what pacing system do you use? Like what watch? And she's like, I don't even wear a watch. I'm like, what do you do? And she's like, I'm just going to go. Right. So you don't also have to overthink it. All those other things are fun and can come in time. But if it's your very first race and you just want to get out there, just get out there. You can figure out those things later. Yeah, I completely agree. And I always, that's another thing I always say is not to overcomplicate the process. Cause at the end of the day, Running's one foot in front of the other. And as long as you keep doing that one foot in front of the other, you're you're going to get to the finish line. So I think that's so important to remember. Don't overcomplicate it. It's supposed to be fun. It's not supposed to be stressful, even though it is at times. Um, so yeah, just keep moving forward and it will all be worth it. Fantastic. Well, thank you both so much for sharing your experience and for being available to other people who might be in your shoes that uh, you were in before you uh, got into uh, the regular Grandma's Marathon weekends. But thank you so much for being Grand Bastards. We appreciate it. Carrie and Rachel are, are two of the best, even if you don't consider yourself a back-of-the-pack runner, but especially if you do or you're on the fence about uh, trying uh, a marathon, whether it's ours or, or somewhere else across the country, two people that will answer your questions. There'll be a support system for you. Uh, so Carrie and Rachel, where uh, on social media can people, where's the best place for people to connect with you, follow you, because you'll be sharing more of your journey uh, as you get closer and closer to June as well. Most of my, uh, my Instagram page is entirely devoted just to my running. So my Instagram page, which I'm assuming will have a link with this uh, podcast posting, so I don't give you the title, there's underlines and all that sort of thing, but my Instagram page, number one. And then number two, my TikTok page is almost entirely my running. And you'll see um, when this podcast come out, Rachel and I will highlight this with a joint TikTok. We've been really into that this uh, last couple of grandma seasons where we uh, do some joint uh, promotions for the race together on TikTok. So Instagram, TikTok would be the places to find my running. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Um, Instagram, yeah, definitely. Uh, but TikTok, I've been having a lot of fun with. So either one, but I'm happy to have you on both. Yeah, be sure to follow them, follow their journey. And like I said, they're the people that reach out to if uh, you have questions or concerns about your own journey uh, toward Grandma's Marathon in June. Thanks so much, uh, both, of you, both of you, for joining us. Thank you so much. Thanks. We'll see you in June. This Gearing Up for Grandma's podcast is brought to you by Essentia Health. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcast. Please subscribe, rate us, tell your friends. Grandma's Marathon proudly presented by Toyota, Members Cooperative Credit Union, and ASICS. I'm Zach Schneider. Until next time, everyone, be well.